Let's go. Let's go. Gavin, what's up, brother? Where you at? You on a lake? Yeah, my, my dog's getting mad right now. I don't know if you can hear him. I've got noise cancelling on. Can you hear that barking or not? Nah, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the lake right now. We're in a bit of a storm. Um, hold on. He's going mad. One second, I'll be back. So it sounds like Gavin's, Gavin's in a storm. <laughs> awesome. Guys, welcome back. Coffee with Closers Live. Today is August 11th. It's Wednesday. We got a special guest coming on today. It's one of my buddies, local St. Louis guy. Kind of, sort of. Here he is. There he is. There he is. Kind of, sort of. Uh, Phil's living um, in Puerto Rico now, too, right, Phil? That's right. Yeah, I'm, very cool. Hi, guys. How are you today? Boom, Boom my boy, me. Phil. I love you, brother. Hello. Hi, Gavin. How are you? Sorry, my internet's going to be coughing. My dogs are going mad. We're in my RV, and uh, we're in a bit of a storm, so I don't know how this is going to go. It's good to see you, bud. You too. How are you doing? I'm good. You said you moved? You've left St. Louis? Yes, Puerto Rico. You wow. went back to Puerto Rico? I'm back Puerto Rico and then uh, St. Louis for when I do my live events. I'm so confused. That's <laughs> awesome. So... Don, were you at Phil's live event recently? I was at Phil's live event recently. Tell us some positive feedback about it, and then we want to hear the negative feedback on yeah, behind that. Like what I'll call <laughs> yeah, you know, the the what first, first and foremost, I just want to say that 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 Phil is the guy you see anytime you see him. He is real, genuine, full of energy, a total giver, and he brings all of that to the table when he does anything that he does. So that's agreed. That's number one, you will not be bored when you're in the room with Phil. Um, number two, he's super smart. Don't tell him I said that because he'll think I'm foolish stuff. But uh, he's super smart and he actually brings value. I was, I was you know, he's, he's talking about this whole mom's house thing. And I'm like, yeah, it's just another shiny object. No big deal. Okay. Yeah. We can, we can find these leads and no one else is getting. And, and I'm like, it's a cool concept. But like, you know, I've been in this industry for so many years. It doesn't, nothing ever seems blue ocean. But I went and sat in this event for three days. And um, I got to say, I was pleasantly surprised. We came back and, started implementing what we learned in that three-day event. And I think it's going to be a game, game changer for our business. I'm not going to lie. So, um, you know, I don't, uh, a lot of the stuff that people, you, you go to these events and a lot of stuff that people teach is just the same thing from a different perspective. And there's a ton of value in that. Like if Dave teaches you, you know, something about acquisitions and marketing, and I can teach you the exact same thing Dave teaches you, we're going to come at it from two different perspectives. I'm laid back and, and Dave's high energy, and you're going to gain something from both of us. And that's generally what I see. I don't usually see something new at an event, just a different perspective. Phil's is all brand new. Ooh. Stuff I hadn't heard before. So, that's so Phil, give us the, awesome. the three-day event in yeah. three minutes. Three-day event in three minutes. That would be um, impressive. Basically, I, I think of this now as a new category. Uh, this was born out of laziness because I hate – I can say bad words in your podcast, right? Yes. I hate working shitty leads. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I was tasked back in 2011 for every lead that was brought to me via direct mail, paper click, all that stuff. I also had to go out and create my own leads. And so in my I want to not have to work uphill, I was like, well, where are the best leads coming from? So I was always, I've always been curious as to where are the best leads? What are they? Who are they? Who are these people? And that's how I stumbled into the senior living world because – uh, it's the flashpoint of when that family needs to sell. And if you think about uh, the who we buy houses from, is it 28-year-olds or is it 82-year-olds? If you think about the deals you've been buying from, it's not people our age very often, guys. It's almost always somebody that's older, has equity, needs to sell. Um, I also really like working in senior living just because 
nobody's mad at Nana that she has to move into senior living. We're divorced and you know, like the probate, you I mean there's like death there or sadness there. I don't want to work. You know, I, I get to work with people that are going through a tough time and I get to take the weight off their shoulders. It's really fulfilling. And so this new category of, of real estate, I don't know how, if I'm in minute two or not yet, but um, it's got a 20 year run in front of it right now. So what I do is not trendy. What I do is not sexy, but it's going to be here for the next 20 years. We're all going to work in senior living, whether we want to or not. So you're either going to be the one to implement this or buy houses from the person that does. <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> My I <God>. love it. <laughs> I mean, basically, that's it. It is. I love it, man. That's awesome. So um, so what kind of strategies are you guys using right now? Or are you guys, I mean, the three-day events, that's a lot. That's a lot of content. Holy it's a lot. Cow. I always think, yeah. How, I mean, what do you guys do on day one and then day two and day three? Let me go get the book. It's like 650 pages. <laughs> it's an entirely new industry. And so if I can give you just an overview of that, think about every... David, we've been to a lot of REI events together. Think about every time we've seen somebody show off the size of their check, right? We were probably guilty of it ourselves. Like, look at my check, you know, look at my check, look at my check. I've been networking in senior living now for 10 years. Not one person has so shown me the size of their check yet. And it's because it's a completely different industry. It's like all hugs and kisses and love, and it's all about trust. And you've got this uphill battle of investors. We love that word. The senior living industry does not love that word. All they hear is the word shark. Doo -doo, right. Doo -doo. That's all I hear. And if you come at it as I'm a realtor, that's even worse. It's even worse to be a realtor because that's the way this problem has been fixed for the past 30 years. And so if you think about what's going on with the family, let's say the four of us are brothers. We just found out mom fell down. She had to get a hip surgery. She had to go to rehab. The doctor said she can't move back home. The place we pick out because nobody lives near her is the nicest one in town because we're all feel guilty that we have to put our mom in senior living. So we don't put her in the cheap one. We put her in the most expensive. Then we look at each other. We go, how the hell are we going to pay for this? I'm definitely going to make Don pay for it. He's making more money than yeah, all Yeah, Don's of doing okay. Don's, Don's taking it more than us, right? So, uh, well, yeah, senior living's like a good senior living's what? Seven to 10, maybe 20 grand a month? I mean, it so, can be. Yeah, it could be like wild numbers, right? I yeah, mean, just, yeah. So even somebody with a lot of money, man, and, the, and immediately in that flashpoint, in that moment, you go, shit, we need to sell the house. <laughs> That's where mom's equity is. She paid 28 grand for it 40 years ago. Now it's worth 300. And, and by the way, we all say, let's fly into let's fly into town next week and clean that house out. The four of us, right? We're all brothers again. That's laughable. First of all, getting us all on the same page is next to impossible. We get there, we open one box of pictures and game over. Now we're crying and talking about memories and arguing and who gets what. And it's just a like guys, families that get along don't get along during this time. And so if you can, what, my whole point to this was that I'm looking for investors that have a bigger heart. And that narrows down about 90% of us right out of the gate. It's just They're just too transactional. They're like, people call me on the phone. They're like, just give me the leads, Phil. Give me the leads. I say, you can't be in mom's house. You're out. You haven't even started and you're out because I know you want the leads. I know shit you want the leads. Who doesn't want the best leads in the industry? Guys, there's six reasons why these are the best leads. Do you want to know them? Yeah. Hell yeah. Number one, these families need to sell the house. They don't want to sell the house. They need to sell the house. I don't have to convince them of motivation. Second reason is... They almost always own the house outright. Third reason is I'm a professional real estate investor. I can add value to this house, meaning I can tear a bathroom out, put a new bathroom in for what, three or four grand in our market. The layperson goes down to Home Depot. They're going to get their head knocked off, spending 14 grand to put a new bathroom in. And the house has two and a half bathrooms, right? Just That's just one thing. And so 
you know, David, we don't even like to rehab houses across town in St. Louis, let alone let's try to do one in Cincinnati. How, what big of a cluster would that be if it was five hours away? Right. It's just, imagine that. And imagine we're at least in the business. These people don't know the value of anything. They're in a time when they need money. They're not, it's not time to do an HGTV show on mom's house. And so besides the clean out, or I'm sorry, the update of the house, it's the clean out of the house is even bigger problem. Sometimes the stuff, the emotion of the stuff is harder to tackle than it is even the house. Man, I've won a couple of deals recently on that alone, right? Just yeah. say, listen, take what you want, fill your car, walk away. And they're like, really? That's what they want. Like, they want to walk away. Less than the next guy. Yeah. But I'll let you leave all this stuff behind. They're like, cool. Yes. Yes. And so these houses that are uh, what I call, even if they're clean, they're grandma clean, they're not ready for the market. They're full of stuff. So that fourth reason um, is that there's less competition. When I go on these leads, it's, it's me versus myself. I usually don't have any competition or it's me versus a realtor, which I can outperform them almost all the time. But it's never me versus 10 other investors like it is on direct mail or pay-per-click or these other. So I'm fishing in a pond where there's nobody at. And if there is a realtor there, the realtor, remember how I said that bad news about what it costs to live there? Usually the realtor is the final straw. They walk in and say, clean this place out, do this list of demands. and then Oh, I'll yeah, and then they create more work. They create more work. And so now Phil walks in and goes, just like what you said, hey, take what, take your heirlooms, take what you need. Uh, I'll close on a Friday. I'll come get the keys on a Monday, have that extra weekend. Or My point is that as investors, we can, we're can we more flexible than a retail buyer, so act like it, right? Solve the problem, and you can buy a lot of houses. So that was four reasons. The fifth one is the most important. A warm transfer of trust from someone in senior living to me. Remember the analogy of four of us are brothers and we're dealing with like a placement agent or somebody. When that placement agent says, hey, Phil, give Cindy a call. She's the most trusted buyer in town. She makes this problem go away. You better believe we're going to listen to Cindy. We're going to give Cindy a chance because that person, do you think it's more important for the buying the house or mom's end of life care? Right. If we're trusting that person with our mom's end of life care and that person says, hey, I have a person for your house. We're going to give that person their, their fair due. I always say you could be halfway incompetent and buy a lot of houses if the transfer of trust is there. So that's five reasons. You think, okay, great. I'm in. I want I want to buy this type of leads. The could, you, could, guys, you also, could you also refer to that as just like having a friendly exchange? Um, yeah, I do that a lot. I mean, are you talking about reciprocation of my uh, seniors to them? Is that what you mean? No, I'm just saying the warm transfer of trust in general. Isn't that typically though, like just, uh, you know, a very, a very friendly transfer? Oh my gosh, the, the nice they set me on a pedestal, guys. Right. Okay. Just I can be clarify. I, agree with that. Still buy I think that we're that that's an underrated one. I like number five the best. But yeah, go on. What's number six? Yeah, five is five is the best. Five is that warm transfer of trust is the most important. You can mess up all the other ones. And if you have that transfer of trust, you're probably gonna be okay. The sixth reason is literally just the cherry on top. These leads are free. And why are they free? It's because I help the senior living industry to be more profitable with the clients they already have. Who doesn't want to make their money quicker, easier, right? And so you add those six reasons together, you're like, okay, Phil, I get it. I, I totally get it. Now, the difference is that some people don't have the ability to get the investor mouth out of their mouth, right? The investor talk. Some people just can't do it. They just don't know how to have that other side, that uh, that empathy. Um, I know we're all guys on this podcast, but I want, I want the females to listen up right now. I think that mom's house, I think women have the advantage in what I do. I'm a guy and I'm successful, but I think women have the advantage because inherently they have more empathy than us guys do. So that's my two cents on that. 
Oh, I love it. That's yeah. awesome. And, so, and it's, this isn't something where you can just walk into a room swinging your stuff and, and uh, getting these free leads. And that's what why, why the three days with you, it maps out like who you need to know, why you need to know them, how you need to talk to them, how you need to approach them, and the relationship you, try, you have to build in order to make all that happen the way it needs to happen, which is really cool. Thank you, Don. I, I didn't answer the question they asked me. That was the. <laughs> that's right. That's what we do in the three days is we build that out. Uh, there's a psyche of there's about 12 different job titles that have been good to me. Just imagine, guys, a proprietor of a senior living community is very different than a social worker. Right. One's an entrepreneur just like us, owns a giant multifamily, multimillion dollars, and somebody else makes $11 an hour. You don't talk to them the same way, and you can't have one elevator pitch for all of us. And that's why we go deep into the psyche of the person that you're sitting across from. Right. Yeah. And I think that goes into just regular single family real estate for us all as well. Like are you dealing with a million dollar home and, and, and that buyer are you dealing with someone that's, you know, a thirty thousand dollar home, right? Um but 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 I agree. So Phil, when you I have a question, are you running you know, we teach and, and a lot of what I think all three of us do is that we're locking deals up virtually, we're locking deals up over the phone. Um, are you going on, not maybe personally, but you teach like you have to get in the house because of that relationship building. You've got to get in front of these people. That's the similar to the question we the got family. right now, fellas. Yeah, that's a great, I, I love that question. And I've, um, what's the word? Not on purpose. I had to become a virtual wholesaler because I don't have a coverage map that covers the whole nation. So my, I would say I'm in the hugs and kisses business, Gavin. So I want someone local there to have my training and go in and give them that tender love and care that they need in that moment. But because I'll get a, a lead in Brownsville, Texas, and I still want to help that family, I don't have coverage in Brownsville, Texas, I've become a reluctant virtual wholesaler. And so I'm trying my best to keep that mom's house feel, that mom's house brand of fixing that problem. And so um, it's, a, it's a chicken and the egg problem I've got. I've got about 600 leads a month to come in nationwide, soon to be... 1500 to 2000 um, that only exacerbates the problem of my coverage. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And so like I, every month I add on new certified investors, so that grows, but then it's my leads also grow too. So I think in three years, I might not be doing the education the way I do today if I have the coverage map that I trust. Got it. No, that's really good. And, uh, and, and with these leads, like you get 600, you know, across the country, um, for us again speaking for us three in our businesses we know that a lot of it is about follow-up um with these situations i guess are these move are, the, are these leads being closed much faster because there's more urgency there again mum's going into a care home and things are happening very quickly or are you still seeing the deals that you're doing on a, on a long follow-up schedule what do you call consider long gavin uh i would say Depending on location, probably three to four months. I think we're on an average of three to four months. Per three, year. I mean, in my mind, three months is not a long time for a process. I just had this discussion this morning, so I can speak to it pretty easily. The family, when you move from your forever home into senior living, that's not a little deal. That's a big deal, right? And so they, they're starting to go check out senior living communities. They want to make the right decision because it is such a big deal but they know they need to sell the house to unlock the equity. To, so it's like one of these conundrums where if they knew what their house was going to sell for, then that would let them be more, uh, it's one or the other, right? They either pick out the place and then figure out how to pay for it or they get their house under contract and know how much money they have. Yeah. And, and it's probably the first one more than the second, right? Yeah. Right. And, and it's funny because they're, they're not prepared. 
no, find that place in a hurry, right? Yes, yes, and they need to find a place in a hurry, and then they go, "Well, how much money do I have to spend?" Right? We take her. We don't take our mom to the cheapest place now. We take her to the nicest, and so it's like that. Um, the answer is both. I, I get every day in my leads. I get both people that need to sell like yesterday, and I get people that say, "Hey, we're looking at these three places. As soon as we pick this one, then we want the how much you're going to pay for pay for the house." It usually has to depend on their checkbook um, and their sense of urgency, right? A lot, some people have a lot of money, guys, but most do not. Most are living on that pension, and they don't know how they're going to uh, survive those few months while they wait for their house to sell or get their house ready for the market. And so that is why that sense of urgency is there to sell. Agreed. Agreed 100%. That's all. But follow-up. Hey, to answer your question, Gavin. Yeah, follow-up's a big deal. You have, I mean, with anything, you have to follow-up. But I think... If you look at like uh, direct mail, you know, you, you spray and pray, hoping that one day they'll sell. This is if we can narrow this down to a three month window where they've literally raised their hand and say, hey, guys, I need to sell in the next 90 days. That's a dream for any of us. I think that's a short window in the grand scheme. Yeah. And I, I guess really, I guess I could break that down one more time in, in terms of, though, is yours a three month process because their interest is there and, and you're building that relationship and you know that it's going to happen or it's just going to take three months versus we're like, no, not interested. It's not going to work. And then three months later, boom, we're back in and we get the contract. You see the difference where you're yeah. kind of massaging the lead over a period of time uh, to, to get it over the, over the line, I guess. It's never, never remember that number one is they need to sell versus want to. So it's never, they, they're just maybe not going to go to senior living. Um, it's always the logistics of where is mom going to move to. So I would say most of my deals are done inside of 30 days. Hey, does anybody know who Sean is? Sean, which no, Sean? I, no idea. I'm kicking him out. Uh, <laughs> I just want this to get hijacked. <laughs> I don't know. I was waiting for one of you guys. Uh, you never know. He could kick us out and be on all of our socials. Smart yeah. way, smart way. Awesome. Bill, how much yeah. time are you spending in, in the loo, man? How much time are you back here? I'm here quite a bit. I, the loo is like a warm blanket for me, right? I've lived here my whole life. And so um, I'm building out an event space right now that I'm getting ready to start giving to the, uh, well, the senior living industry, but also the real estate industry. So you guys, if you guys want to start doing your live uh, uh, coffee with closers event and put a hundred people in my room, I've got the place and I will give it to you for free. All right. Okay. And, and, and that, that's in St. Louis, right? Yes, sir. That's in Chesterfield. And it's a, a beautiful space. I'm spending a lot of money on the it's going to be a great place to go to the Super Bowl because I'm going to have giant screens everywhere and lights. And it's going to be I mean, it's it's a, really a concert venue, you know. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, yeah, consider awesome. me the, consider me the first booking because I want to do it. Event. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You Thank never you, want to you having me. You never want. Um, Phil and Don on in the same place. <laughs> Come on, no. Your story. perspective, you know. I mean, my perspective is that sounds like a fun place to be. You it know, was a, it's a great time every time. It is. Oh, it's a great time. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Awesome. <laughs> That was, I, that was I, a tried to, I tried to take notes while you were talking, <laughs> Phil, and they yeah. didn't come out right because it's coming from StreamYard and it syndicates to Facebook and YouTube. Um, so powerful team builders. We can review real quick. Uh, this is oh, I'll do it here. Let's hold is, that right there. It here, basically, you can sell the house almost always on not right. I can add value to the house, less competition, warm transfer trustees are free. Dang, perfect. That mom's was house, momshouse.com to learn more information, guys. There you go, guys. So, yeah, quick list of six. We'll leave that up there just for a minute here. I don't want to block your guys' faces out for too long. Um, and we can obviously drop that back in here later. Um, if anybody's watching that has questions for Phil. 
now's the time to ask guys we really appreciate you watching this is all about you we love getting together and networking and i love bringing guests on because i get to see old friends that i may not have seen recently it's amazing uh we're learning always constantly that's why we do these things and we're we're here to give back as well so we want you guys to learn with us if you have any questions uh please drop those in phil yeah, when's your next event uh end of august here it's going to be the 30th 31st september 1st that's a monday tuesday wednesday 30th 31st september 1st so yeah, that's like three weeks yeah three weeks momshouse.com slash three day it's going to be the first event in my new event space awesome very cool how long does it take somebody to build the relationships that are necessary um in in your new model because it doesn't seem to me like you're coaching people on you know for example lunches that me and you had two years ago about how awesome this business was and how i could do these things to now almost to the to the place to where you're giving leads to these people right like it's I, I haven't seen you very, very, very. I've been working harder than I ever have. Yeah. Um, the answer to your question, you know, in the beginning, I say you should work about three to five hours a week uh, building these relationships. I literally ask for the sale on my second sentence to new people that I meet. So I'm not telling you to build a relationship for six months and then ask for a sale. That is not how this is done. I don't have time for that either. Right. And so in the second sentence, I ask for the sale and I do it in a way that presents me as a solution for the senior living industry, not as a realtor, not as an investor. And so some of my students right now, I'm working with this guy named Reed uh, in Florida. Uh, he took my class, the one before, so about five weeks ago. And uh, he's got a deal right now and he's he's got a cash offer and he's got a, a, an offer from a finance person. I'm, I'm like going back and forth with him trying to, I want to, he's going to make like 50 grand on this deal. So I got, I'm going to get him across the finish line because, you know, it was five weeks ago and he's doing a deal. So it can happen very fast because the people I teach you to network with, um, here's a loaded question, guys. The hundred thousand dollars. If you guys have pencils ready, or write this down. Do you ever have a situation where they want to move mom in, but they can't until they get the household? It's usually met with a laugh because they're like, "Phil, every day that's what I deal with here." <laughs> Are you working with anybody that's going through that right now? Yeah. Notice what I just said there. Are right. you working with anyone that's going through that right now? And it's gonna you get one or two answers. They're gonna say, "Yeah, you should meet Julie. Her mom's having a hell of a time, you know, getting the house ready for the market. They could use the cash." Or they'll say, "Oh, you should have met Fred." He could, I wish I would have met you a month ago. Either way, I don't care which answer is. I'm like, that's my girl right there. Yeah. She just understood my problem. She knew that I fix it. And then thank you, Thomas. Um, you're, you're not just, you're not just solving their problem though. You're solving your problem too. Cause how many times if you think about it and everybody listening to this, how many times do you come across a situation where the seller is an elderly seller and they don't have any place to go yeah. and they don't, they don't know about their options or solutions. Yeah. And we didn't know about the options and solutions. And suddenly, like we had a we had a deal we're working with in the in the Bay Area that's you know it's it could be a six figure assignment fee when it's all said and done. And the gentleman was wasn't sure if he had memory issues and he needed memory care. He didn't know you know there was a lot of questions and we didn't know where to point him. We came back from your event and we made a few phone calls and connections and we created a relationship with somebody who knew where he should go and what tests and doctors he should see to find out what care he needed. And yeah. boom, it streamlined the process for us. And now we have a situation where, you know, we're going to get this deal that would have taken us who knows how long to get the problem solved. He didn't have family, you know, that kind of thing. So, and that's another thing too, is they don't have family. We need somebody that's a neutral third party to represent them to make sure that nobody can come back and say you've taken advantage. And we got that now. So it, it, it killed multiple birds with one stone. Yep. Wow. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You guys really, are awesome. really good. Yeah.
You so, guys are just awesome. Yeah. So I will say this, since, since Phil is a closer, I, I want to pivot since we are coffee with closers and <laughs> we know, we know mom's house is the shit, right? Um, and but Phil's been a closer for a while, Phil. So what do you, what do you think? I'm mean, obviously you have a magnetic personality. I'm not just saying that it's you, you, uh, you definitely have a tremendous amount of energy, but what would you say your, your secret is to, to getting sellers to sell to you over your competition? What is, what is it you feel like? What were, let me back up when you first started, was easy for you? Did you have hurdles? You know, what hurdles were they? And then what was, what, what did you figure it out? Was your winning strategy in the senior industry or with no, just in general as acquisitions? Okay. So you're talking about not, not in the senior industry. That's a different conversation. Cause I did yeah. have troubles there. I've always been good with sellers. Um, I think my magic is anyone I meet, I can start a conversation with them as if we've known each other for the past 30 years. I'll back that 100%. Yeah. Me too. Dave, Dave's the same way. Right. That. It's almost yeah. like we haven't seen each other in a while and we're catching up from what our I've known you in past lives, bro. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah. by yeah. the way, and, and, and like little things like uh, here in St. Louis, we used to, or we still have a Boeing or it used to be a McDonald Douglas. So everybody in North County, there's like a, a there'll be like a, a tchotchke jet airplane. And I'll be also oh, dad worked for Boeing or McDonald Douglas. And they'll look at me and they're like, how the hell did you know that? And I said, well, everybody's got a plane up here. You know, I'm talking about everything but the house. I, I've been through so many houses. I'm taking my rehab notes in my, in my head, but I'm, I'm really talking to them. I love to know their story. I love to ask them which house or which room they snuck out of when they were a kid. Cause a lot of times these are the houses they grew up in. Uh, I'm, I like to ask them, uh, did they like their uncle? <laughs> That's a funny one. You know, you're like, Hey, did you like him? And they're like, Oh, and then they, it's funny because they either do or they don't, but either way they're talking about him and they get to know me that, uh, being six, I'm six foot three, almost well, two I'm a big dude. So I'm, I'm this personality until it's time for the offer. And then I'm going to sit down with them and be at their eye level, or I'm going to be below their eye level. And I'm going to go quieter and I'm going to talk to them about how we're going to fix this problem together. All of my closings is from the same side of the table. And what I, that's, that's figuratively, I'm going to try to find a solution. They can say no to me. That's the other good thing about being a closer. I'm truly disconnected from the outcome. Meaning if they tell me no, I'm going to give them my best foot forward. I'm going to give them my credibility packet. I'm going to treat them just like they said yes to me. And I think treating people kindly, uh, they can see that in me that I'm there to help. Uh, if they say yes to me, I'm going to make some money. If they say no to me, I'm going to move on to the next one. And so I, I truly come from a place of love. And I think that shows in how I, I treat others. So let me, let me see if I heard this correctly. It's not about the product. It's about the person and the problem that you're able to solve. You help find a solution and there's zero emotional connection to the yes or no. It's simply, can I solve your problem or not? That's right. And I'll, I'm going to find something interesting in them no matter what. Yeah. And I think that's what closes is all about. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're not there doing the push close. You're not getting aggressive. You're not, you're not using that. You're just using, you know, but, by being kind, personable, great personality, and and again treating them not getting passive aggressive with the they said no and then you're going to get all boisterous. You're just playing it like they said yes. You're saying in that same personality role. I'm sure that's what then they come back and actually do it uh, and move forward with you eventually. So that's awesome. Really, really well, good. And that's I mean honestly the biggest mistake people make in my opinion you know there's there's a number of mistakes people make but some of the biggest mistakes is is they make it about the house and not about the person or the problem which is Phil said he did you know, at the end of the day. Um, but then they, it's, it, you walk in, like you have to have the deal. You walk in thirsty. I got to have this, smell I have to get this deal. And people can smell that all over you. 
Yeah, and you're not buying the house from a house. You're buying it from a person. Right. Yeah. You got to play the people game. And in my case, they're going through the, one of the worst times of their lives. Right. And so they're fragile, right? They don't need to be dicked around at that moment. You know what I mean? They do not need that. And so I, I get to be, I hate to say the word hero. That's a little, little grandiose, but I get to be the hero in that moment that they've got bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. This is going to go easy. Oh, <laughs> you know, I can see the weight come off their shoulders, especially I'll tell you the best example ever is if you ever get a son-in-law who's it's his wife and, and that family, he never wants to come back to that house ever again. You can buy that house on site because he is ready to never come back to that house again. He is ready to sell it if he's one put in charge, you know? Hey, Phil, from the from the large amount of leads you're seeing, how many of them are the, are the spouse versus the heirs? Just random. I'm curious because I'm weird. Um, Half and half. And I wouldn't even say it's the spouse. Uh, guys, we die first. So it's usually the mom is being helped by the adult children. Dad died eight years ago. Pretty common. Okay, yeah, that's true. Okay, hence why. It's, yeah. That's why it's called mom's house. Um, even if, by the way, yeah, even if dad's still alive, they still what do we? They lovingly say, "Hey, what are we going to do with mom's house?" Because mom ran everything, right? So, um, by the way, guys, if you ever want to make it to senior living as a man, you're outnumbered seven to one. So you can dance a lot if you'd like to dance in senior living. If you make it <laughs> I don't. I don't think dance was some of the stories you're talking about. But <laughs> that's right. I mean, what I, and that's the other thing about seniors too. I think people. In America, we only we we really put a lot of value on youth, and we don't give a lot of value to old age. Seniors right. are no different than the four of us right now in forty years. The right. same hopes, dreams, desires, just the same goofy guys that we are. Right. It's going to be just like that when we're eighty, and I treat those people just like that. You know what I mean? Uh, we're, we're the same guys as we are right now. We're just eighty. You know? Yeah, it's funny. Well, I think I think you and uh, you and Donna are a little ahead of me and Dave, but I get your point. I'm 28. I don't know about you. <laughs> I just turned 27 a week ago. Oh, I know. See, <laughs> man, I'm excited about this event, Phil. I don't know if I'm going to be in town that weekend. When's the next one after that? Uh, Mid September. Well, I'll, I'll call you about it. Cool. So you got these going every three or four weeks. Yeah, that's why I built the event space, right? I want to be um, in this world we live in. I want to control my own destiny. You know, it costs a lot to put these events on at like casinos and things. And I just didn't want people distracted. I mean, I know I would be distracted if there was a casino during the event. I mean, maybe I don't need that afternoon session. I'm going to go, you know, I just, just wasn't on brand for us. And I think with my give back to not only the local senior living industry, but also the nationwide uh, real estate investor world, I want, I need to grow this thing, guys. I've got a problem. I've got these nationwide leads coming in and I want competent people to work them. And I hate to even say this out loud, but we're working on a deal right now that could be around 40,000 leads a month. I don't even know what to do with that. It's honestly too much. And so we're talking about uh, venture capital and like really growing this thing fast. I really think this new category is real estate and I'm shining a big bright light on it, telling the world this is where real estate deals are bought from. It, I don't, I totally agree. It's amazing. Tell us a little bit of the statistical data on age. I would think you would know some of this, right? Oh, I know a lot of it. Um, yeah. I'm just always say, Philip, you're in such a nice little niche. And they're trying to be kind, but they don't understand that they're probably in the little niche. A good good example is probate. We all probably like working probate deals here. They're pretty great. They're my second favorite leads. The problem with probate is that the four of us are brothers and mom's passed away. We're going to fight for our one fourth share because what's in it for us? It's our money, right? We're going to care about every single dollar. We're only going to be transactional. When mom moves into senior living, no, you know whether we get 96 grand for the house or 92 grand or 88 grand, it's like, that money's gonna go sit in an account until it's whittled away until Medicaid kicks in. And so it's the only time I've ever seen where trust matters a lot, but it's not so much the price of the house. So that's really great for us, the investor. Um, 
your question was, is the stats. Seven out of 10 Americans over the age of 65 will live in some sort of assisted care before they pass away. Seven out of 10. So that tells me, and, and this demographic almost always owns houses, right? They're the ones that own all the houses. Um, assisted care before they pass away. Before they pass away. So that's why people have lovingly called what I do is pre-probate, uh, the pre-probate system. And so um, no one's passed away yet. And so this is about 28 months before that is the average. Uh, we live in senior living. Men make it about 21 months in senior living. Women, women make it like 37 months, but the blended average is 28. Um, 28 mark, months on average. 28. That's it. Wow, man. You're, you're like half ruining my day and half crazy. excited me. That's crazy to me. <laughs> oh, I get it, Don. Remember that ex exercise we did where we show how many, you know, the average man, how long they live and how old you are and how many summers we have left? It's like, right, right, oh, right. you know, seize the day, my friends. Look, kiss your loved ones. You know, like wow. tomorrow's not promised to anyone. It's made me um, grateful for what I have to work in senior. It's also made me a minimalist. Uh, I work with, uh, do you guys know what you call a, Don, you, you can't answer this because you've been through my training. What do you call a uh, hoarder that you like? An aggressive collector. <laughs> mom was a bit of an aggressive collector, and that was a bit of an aggressive collector. I like that. Yeah, mom was Steve, we should have asked. We should have asked Don if he was listening. That's yeah, maybe. Listening <laughs> His people were. His people. <laughs> <laughs> on every word, brother. On every word. Man, um, that's that's crazy. Twenty-eight months on average living in a senior facility. I would have thought it would have been way longer than that. No, you didn't hear the part where he said men are seven months. <laughs> yeah, it's seven months. No, it's it, men are seven to one outnumbered by women. But, okay, um, like yeah, 20, yeah. Twenty-one months and women are like thirty-seven. So that's okay. Men are twenty-one months. Okay, yeah, so almost we, two years though. So you know when your family moves you in, you got about two years. That's right. Make the best of it. Oh, and you know how many times people have said, "I want you to buy the house for what it dad's new care costs for two years." I'm like, well, I don't, I don't buy your house based on how long dad's gonna live. That's a morbid death math that I can't do. You know, I buy it off of uh, what the house is worth but that's that's what the seller's caring about see there is some there's something to that they're saying get us to that two-year mark and then we'll figure it out you know because they're just trying to figure out the day wow. that is that is totally different math though than like you're talking about on the probate where you have three brothers and the house is worth 60 and they all insist that they're going to get 30 each you know what i'm saying yeah. Yep. It's a whole it's a whole different situation. So yep. and and I guarantee you exactly. But that's what happens in probate. <laughs> well, I want 30. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that you do the math, that doesn't compute. But in this situation, you can see why the discount is there because the math is different. They're just they're just trying to get mom's problems solved and getting care covered and until like you said, until insurance kicks in, until other things kick in. And uh and and for and they're looking at the math over a certain time period. They're not thinking about their own pocketbook because in that moment in time, the money's not theirs. It's not theirs. And it sounds like it probably never will be theirs, right? That money's yeah. going to be, be spent down until it's gone anyway. Right. So it's a whole different, it's a whole different situation than, oh, well, there's a gold mine there and I want my share and I'm going to be completely unrealistic about it and make everybody fight with me. Yep. It got rid of that completely. And that's yeah. the only type of lead I've ever found where it's that way. Everything else they care about every dollar. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I, I've got some other stats that show in the year 1960, how many people were over the age of 80. In That's the United good. States, and how many in 2060 are going to be over the age of 80? And it's just like it's like this in 1960, and it's like this in 2060. Like it's millions and millions and millions and millions, and kind They're of moving through the thing. Yeah. yeah, wow. Yeah, the boomers are moving through the thing, and so um, there's more boomers turning 65 every day than there is kids turning 18. That's the two largest demographics. Um, I, we won't get political on this phone call or this uh, live thing that we're doing, but 
Biden is trying to take away the 401k right now to give it to in-home health care to keep people from moving into 24-hour assist or you know Medicaid because it's too expensive for them. They would rather pay Nana's niece to come take care of them in-house than they would. And so they want to literally, they're trying to pay your relatives to take care of grandma. That's how big of a problem this is. And that's not going to create any kind of social issues at all. No, no problems there. No, of course. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. that's the big problem is, guys. It's truly, they, they call it the silver tsunami for a reason. It's really a problem. But if you're positioned right, the silver tsunami. The silver tsunami. But that's 21 million houses here, right? over the next 20 years. Well, what's a tsunami do? It creeps up slowly and then it's too late. And so I'm trying to prepare everyone right now to, to absorb these houses. And, it, and that's the other cool thing about what I do. It's not based on this really great economy or whatever we want to call this real estate that's going on. I actually get stronger in a down market because they have less options on the retail side. Yeah, I would I would think so. I'm future proof. This is the hardest market for any investor just because, you know, everybody knows that the inventory is at an all time low. Yep. Period. You know, yep. so Scott has a question. Phil, how do you find your leads? They come to me. I build relationships in the senior living industry. They're my filter. Uh, they know what I'm looking for. I've trained them to show me bring me deals that I'm looking for. And I get a text or a phone call or an email that says, Hey, Phil, can you come make an offer on this house on Tuesday? I'll be there at two 30. And I'm like, yes, I can. So I'm truly in the house buying business. I'm not in the marketing business anymore. And I think a lot of us in real estate, we're really in the marketing business trying to make our phone ring to go be in the house buying business. Yeah. Right? No, we're, I, we are, we're marketing companies first. Yeah. Marketing yeah. companies first. Always. Yeah. 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 Great question, Scott. Uh, let's see here. looks like we got, we've already had Matt on here. That's awesome. Guys, if you got questions for Phil, we got about another 20 minutes. We're going to open it up for Q&A. If you're watching, like and share. We appreciate it. It helps us reach a wider audience. And we are always here to help you guys. So this is awesome. I'm really enjoying our time with Phil. Um, Gavin, are you in Michigan? I am, yeah. I'm in Michigan right now. Yeah, I'm in the RV. Amazing. Um, and Don, you yeah. just got back from a mastermind and. Austin? Austin, Texas. Absolutely. And you guys are moving and shaking. That's a fun city. Did you have a good time down there, Don? I had a great time down in Austin. You know, um, it, it 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 took me three attempts to find good barbecue. I'm not gonna lie, actually four attempts to find good barbecue. But Terry Blacks, if you're wow. ever in Austin, Terry Blacks has the best beef rib I've ever had in my life. Um, we rode birds a lot around that city, which was a good time. You know, you have birds in big cities. For some reason, Austin was a lot more fun. And we had probably, I would say, you know, we we launched the Inner Circle Elite just before COVID and uh, we had two meetings and COVID hit. So we had some virtual meetings and then, you know, we sit at the end of 2000 and uh, I think it was 2020, right? 2019, 2020, we started doing our, our in-person meetings again and we've just been building momentum on those. And this one was hands down probably the best meeting we've had um, since we've been back from COVID, just the energy in the room and the excitement about what's going on um, was really cool. So Austin was a good time. Austin was a good yeah. time. Yeah. Guys, if you're interested to learn more about that mastermind, be in this room.com. I just be in this room that. Yeah. Awesome, awesome mastermind. I missed this one because I had to go on a trip with the wife, but I am going to be at the next one. The next one's Nashville. Nashville, Nashville is, yeah. yeah. Nashville I like is Nashville cool. too. That's just as fun as Austin in my mind. I can have, yeah. Well, yeah. We, yeah. we need to have a have come down with me, man. Yeah. Sounds good. We'll make a weekend out of it. Fourth and fifth of November, Nashville, Tennessee. And Nashville is a fun city to be in. That's November awesome. 4th and 5th, I'm going to be on stage at the OREA. You guys ever hear of that? One of the biggest conferences. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll be speaking at that. Uh, I've not done the live speaking. It's two 90-minute sessions of me talking. We're normally yeah. just do a recorded podcast. Uh, but I know what I'm going to say. I feel like I won't. I say I won't be nervous because I know what I'm going to talk about. But it's, I'm sure it's going to be different with 800 people in front of me. 
you know, that's going to be a, a different eye-opening uh, scenario. Hey, Phil, yeah, whenever, you have leads, whenever you have leads coming in, <clears throat> on average, because this is a great question for you, actually, because you were in this game when I got started in this game. And when I first met you, I had just listened to you on a, on the Bigger Pockets podcast, I believe. 2014. I came to that you were at. You weren't even like talking. You were just there. And I came up to you and I was like, I'm not going away. It's August 11th, 2021. I'm still here, buddy. I, I love it. So my point is, is that you, you've, I've, you've seen a lot of things. So the question is, is when you were dealing with the mom's house, particular leads, right? Or that, that industry specific type of lead versus all the other types of leads that we work, cold call, cold text. And I'm talking about investors in general, right? Uh, direct mail from driving for dollars, radio advertisements, billboards, right? I mean, whatever that niche may be. AdWords, are you seeing less or more competition on the on the elderly leads in comparison to the to the other ways that we generate leads? Because we are a marketing business. I kind of want to circle back to that. Yeah, um, only from the retail front, probably. Uh, I would say if they didn't want my service, I would probably never get that call. Like if they were going to take if they were going to rehab it themselves, I never got that call. If they were going to list it themselves, I never got that call. So I really only get the calls that they they're like, oh, I want to hear what this guy has to offer. And so, um, so the retail side is the is the competitor versus right now. Yeah, more investors. more than more than the industry of investors, I would say the retail yeah. side is my bigger competition right now. Um, I figured that was the case, but I wanted to ask anyway, though. But yeah. that's exactly no, no, right. you're, you're you're very right, and I think because um, when I cold call somebody, four other investors cold called them this month. Yeah, and the only reason they're talking to us is just because we you know care more about them than the property. Yeah, and we're going back to rule number four of making the warm transfer and just making them making a friend, maybe make a joke, make them laugh a little bit, yeah. get their attention. Don't waste yeah. their time, you know? And I've got a social worker that does my front end calls and she's talking about everything but the house. She's oh, talking, everything. Yeah. She's talking about, Hey, sweetie, what's going on in your life right now? Yeah. Get the oh, you don't even believe what's going on in my life. Problem. The house is the solution to it. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. yeah. The house is usually not the problem. Not, trust you know, first. Sometimes, but usually yeah. not, but it takes trust first. And that's the hard part. Um, uh, I think it's hard to stand out in a lot of other types of marketing. And that warm transfer again um, sets me night and day. It's almost like a secret, right? It's like, hey, talk to Phil, man. He's my guy. You know, like, it, you know what I mean? It just, it's, it's, it just sounds different. I imagine it. I, I liken it to this. And it's even more powerful than this analogy. But imagine the postman walking up to your front door with those 38 postcards you got that month. And he says, don't call these 37. Call this one guy. And that's the postman. So yeah. you would probably listen to him. You're like, oh, shit, what's he know? But this is not the postman. This is the person giving you your mom's end of life care. Right. It's not even, it's not even the same planet. It's a whole different level of, oh, shit, if that's their guy, then I'm definitely calling Philip because, yeah. I mean, guys, you have to make a really hard decision in a short amount of time. They are out craving knowledge. What Don said is, I didn't know how to help that guy with this particular thing. But once you have that solution, selling me the house is almost the easy part when I fix all their other issues. Yeah. Matt's got a question. I assume it's the director of the facility or social services as the main people to build relationships. And there's probably Matt, that's one of 12. Uh, we don't say the word facility. There's your first lesson, Matt. Uh, the word facility makes people think of uh, prison. Um, I would not want to put my mom in a facility. Uh, you want to start using the word community. So there's one of my free lessons for the day. I assume it's the director of the community. Uh, they're called ED. Um, that's one of the 12. 
They're also the hardest one to get a hold of. I liken them to a uh, high school principal. They're dealing with 140 families. They're putting out 140 fires. And if you think you're going to walk in, put your hand out and say, hey, I'm Matt Smith and I buy houses. Yeah, unless you want to buy their business, their service from them, they don't have time for you. They don't even try. You're going to right. twist right. yourself in the industry you're trying to break so into. So the yeah. answer is yes, one of 12, though, right? One of 12. The director right. of the community is a great one. Um, uh, I, I remember the, the day I fell in love with the EDs, executive directors. Um, she was in a set, you know, St. Louis uh, weather. We were very well right now. How humid is it outside right now? It's so oh, gross. Dude, right it's 90, 99 today. The high. It's gross. It's like a shower outside. It's so gross. And uh, the executive director in her pantsuit, full head, of, you know, full makeup, nice hair. She was up in the second story condo moving boxes down. This lady was an aggressive collector. She was moving boxes down the second story and throwing them in the dumpster to try to get. And she was arguing with the lady over she had 27 canes a walking cane i'm not sure you know a cane you know like a cane She's like you can keep three of them <laughs> you can keep three of them that's exactly what she said can you pick out your favorite three of them i'm gonna get you down to one i'll let you have a few three 30 of them she had 27 and she's like so she's like being a psychiatrist and she's sweaty like her makeup's running and she's and i'm like can you stop moving this crap down to the dumpster i'll take care of this in that moment do you think that executive director was happy to see philip or like yeah I wasn't like, hey, I need a moment of your time. You're like, hey, you don't have to do this anymore. I'll take care of it. Yeah. I say, yeah. Uh, they have a... No, so basically the thing is, is don't call these people, right? Like, it's done. Yeah. Like, like, don't don't call them. Like, go, no. you know, if anything, go try to, like, drop off a, a care package, right? No, that would be my no. approach, if anything. Do don't drop don't off your care either? package. Nope. Nope. Got to come to the training. I love that question. Um, people, this is why I'm asking. I know. People think... <laughs> People listening right now think Philip does this. They say, "I Phil walks in the front door, he puts his hand out, and he says, hey, I'm Philip. I'm an investor. I buy houses from old people moving into nursing homes. In that sentence, I said at least three things wrong, if not four, that will blacklist myself in the industry I'm trying to break into. But to a lot of investors, they think that's what I do. So rephrase that sentence then. What do you do? I meet them off campus. It's never on campus. Um, imagine going to a surgeon when he's doing surgery. You don't try to network with surgeons while they're on the surgery table, right? See, I'm wrong. There it is, guys. Amazing. But, but hold on. It's easy to assume that, right? It's easy. And you know what's funny? Uh, I had a student call me up and he goes, I, hey, Phil, I'm going to bake some cookies and, and bring them by and drop them. This was after he'd been through the three-day training. And I said, I said, remember that moment in the three-day training when I said you should bake cookies and drop them off? He goes, no. And I go, exactly. <laughs> what, are what are you doing? I, I never, in fact, I told you not to do that. So it's just funny. We go back and that's where this training is. It's so hard for us. They come out of the three days and they're like, I can't wait to do this. And then we go right back to investor and realtor talk. And I'm just, that's where that ongoing mastermind, that training happens. It's like, we got a, it's a different thing, you know, and do you have to have real estate knowledge to do this? It sure helps, but you don't have to. Um, I used to, I used this analogy of the crock pot and the vase and the crock pot is that a real estate investor uh, that's a, abrasive and transactional, you know, like most guys are very, you know, just a crockpot. You need to hire a vase to go build these relationships. You can still be there. I used to try to, a couple of years ago, I was trying to convince crockpots to change and I realized that was the wrong way to do it. I'll help you hire the right vase in your city to go build these relationships. Because a leopard can't change his spots for very long, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I guess I challenge that question in terms of, I think it's sometimes better that's got no real estate experience because they're learning the right way. You know, when I got into the business, I'd never bought courses. I'd never read a book. I went full into coaching. Kevin's never read a book way. ever. You know what I mean? Ever. Never. 
Um, and and so I, I guess that because if you take us or people that are doing de deals in the single family and the multifamily, we've got bad habits for what you're teaching, right? So it's actually harder to break us because we want to go back to our comfort and just go, 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 go. You know, let's lock this thing up. Let's let's get it done. And, and, exactly and, and I think, Gavin, if it sounds like for that person that they might have the base qualities, but where I have to spend my time with that person is they're like, what's an ARV again? How do I run comps? What's the, and so I, each person has the, and I try to fill in the other side of whatever they are, whether the, yep. they're the crock pot or the vase, I try to be that other thing for them. I can, I can fill in either one, you know, it just depends on who they, I try to meet them at their level. I, I yeah. feel like I have both crockpot and vase. I mean, I started with pre-foreclosure door knocking, so I had to have empathy in the conversation, but I always knew when to go in for the kill and, and ask for the close. Yeah, and, that makes uh, us rare, Don. Yeah. So, but I think, I think it was a product where I started too, because I started with pre-foreclosure. I started with distress. I had to have the empathy right out of the gate. I think for people who come into this industry and they don't have to have that empathy, the same level of empathy, you have to deal with somebody that's in distress and you, you've, built your foundation as a real estate investor you i think you're missing the, it, it's harder at, the, at that point i think to acquire that 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 quality because you've had so much success without it if that makes sense so yeah. it's a product of your personality i think it's also a product of your entry into this industry as well so a crockpot with no experience may be able to gain empathy going into this understanding that this is the first conversations they're having their first their first touch of real estate investing i don't know maybe that doesn't make sense at all maybe it's just a personality trait but I think I think something about your first experiences have something to do with it as well. Sure. Matt's got a great question. What type of condition are most of the houses in? Number three, uh, and my reasons why these are the best leads, these houses, even if they're clean, they're grandma clean. What does that mean? It's, you know, a house built in 1958 in St. Louis might have got a new kitchen in, in the year 1990, but it still needs another new kitchen, right? And so, Any uh, house, right. Two, yeah, it's just dated, right? And so even if they're clean, they're usually full of stuff. Uh, that's a big problem. Uh, they're always out of date. Um, and so it's a house that I can add value to. Um, I just bought a house in St. Charles this week. It's the perfect house, the mid-century ranch uh, that's clean. And you can tell they cared about it. They've owned it since new. They paid 12 grand for this house. That's, and they that's it unreal. It's unreal. And I love the time capsule houses. You know, when did they buy it? Like in the 50s or 60s? Yeah, late. Well, yeah, early, late 50s is when it was built. Wow. That's when they bought it. And they've lived there the whole time. And so, you know, it, it, that's the perfect kind of house. Um, some people might walk in and go, I would never live here, but I mean, it's it's a clean house, but it was dated, right? It still had the paneling in the wrong places. It still had the carpet in the wrong places, you know? And so those are, for you and I, us investors, it's a two week flip and we're back on the market. You know, it's an easy, easy house. So, hey, I got a question that's kind of in relation to this one then. On average, these leads, right? Are they Are they typically going more to fix and flippers? or landlords i guess it probably depends on the, the the area right location 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 of course but for, but generally are people getting these leads and wholesaling them and wholesaling them too that's what i hope they do i have a nationwide buying network um these big funds that are out there i mean they're overpaying in my mind right now so we should be selling to them as much as we can right Agreed. i love that okay that's really cool let's see what sherry says sounds like a well-kept gingerbread house it's basically that Mm -hmm. Have you guys seen my logo, uh, Sherry? If you ever see my logo, it's a uh, cross stitch house uh, because every house that I buy has some sort of cross stitch in it. It's what grandmas make and put on their wall. And so that's where the mom's house logo came from is uh, like a little gingerbread house with something a grandma might put on her cross stitch in a loom and put on the wall. So that's a very good uh, analogy, Sherry. That's great. I like it here. Let me see if I can't find it. Here it is. 
put it up. There it is. Yeah, uh, so that the, the the pink part, if you can blow that part up, yeah. Right over here? Yeah, top, top left. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like it, man. That's awesome. <laughs> and there. if you can you see the M and the H, it's got the no, we won't go any deeper. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks awesome. I Thank like you. it. Thank you. All right. So Phil, tell us about these events. We got about we gotta wrap this up in about 10 minutes here, give or take. So you got an event coming in uh the end of the month, right? August first through No, sir. August 30th, 31st, September 31st. To Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday here in St. Louis. If you go to momshouse.com slash three days where you can find out more about it. What I do is you're learning about a whole entire new category. I'm not spending very much time on how to write contracts in these three days. It's really, truly about this new industry and how you're going to break into it. Um, how to present yourself in a trustworthy way. That's the question. In a trustworthy way. How can you do this and be trusted? The quicker you get to trust, the quicker they we're going to... Uh, give you an at-bat, you know, we're baseball fans here in St. Louis. The more at-bats you get, the more relationships you're going to build. Uh, another free piece of advice is if you get someone to say yes to you, bring that person with you on those first couple appointments. Um, that senior living person already has the trust of that family. So if, if Fred is referring to me, I want to go to that meeting with Fred and that family because they already know and trust Fred. Right? Oh, man, that's massive. That's gold. You should have yeah. paid for that one. That's a, that's a write it down. Damn, that <laughs> Wow. So I've got three days of that still, right? Her nursing home can can see you solve the problem with their own eyes. And guess what? Who's, called, who's Stacy calling next time? Uh, well, yeah. Wow. You and even more, if you even if you don't buy the damn house, but you treat them kindly, Stacy's going to give you the next opportunity because she saw how you treated her customers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a big deal. Thousand percent. Yeah. That's and awesome. so in these trainings, um, how to present yourself. We do a lot with scripts about how to present yourself, not as an investor, not as a realtor. That's really hard for some those, those guys who came in as a crockpot, Gavin, you were talking about where they started off. If they were already a transactional real estate guy, I got to change them. Um, and it goes vice versa though. If they were only the care side, do they have the chops to put a contract in front, in front of somebody and close? Right. And so each person's different. Um, when done correctly, I think 10 years ago, people maybe would get mad at me when I made an offer, but my pitch is so good now that no one argues with my offer anymore because I took them on the right journey of, here are your options. You tell me which one works for you. They can't be mad at numbers. Right. Disappointed. Um, I, I, my favorite line is people say, well, that's less than I thought it would be. And I say, you know, I've bought a thousand houses. No one's ever said that was more than I thought it would be <laughs> on my offer. No one's ever said that to me yet. You know, I mean, I'll let you know what happens. But you right. know, the point is, is that, hey, I, I love it when I hand them the big list of rehab items. I say, here's here's my list of rehab items that I would do. Uh, of course, you know, everybody wants to think that their their sister's brother used to date a painter or, or who, you know what I mean? They they know, they think they know a couple contractors and they're going to rehab this thing. So we come on, guys. We all know that's not true. And so... It's just their defense mechanism to say we're still not we're still thinking about it. But if you're on these appointments in the senior living industry, they want to sell you the house. And you just have to give them every reason to say yes. That's all you're doing in there. And so I teach you how to do that. Um, my students are having success. Uh, I get these testimonials where they're saying my lines in their speeches to people. And it's like they're my, like my little babies. I'm like, oh, that's my baby. I sent them out in the world. Now they're you know making deals, and it's just it's a cool feeling because they're using the script. Yeah, they're using the script, you know. And 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 all I'm asking and and, and reframing of their mind, which is more important than anything, right? Yeah, that's right. That script obviously helps with that. That's right. How to get out of your own way. How to keep your 
Yeah, there's no longer a house that I'm gonna make money on. This is a person that's got a problem. Yeah, let's solve this problem, and we're gonna get paid for our for our effort. Yeah. Right? And if and if you put daughter Judy first in all your decisions, the senior living industry loves you. And of course, as an investor, the money's coming. We know there's plenty of money in real estate. It's a sexy business, but put daughter Judy first, and you'll have a lot of success. I love it, guys. We got about five more minutes. If you have any questions for Phil, now is the time to ask. Phil, thanks for coming on, man. We are incredibly grateful for your time. And as always, dude, we love seeing you. I can't wait to get one, get to one of your events. If not the end of this month, definitely next month. I would love it, David. I would yeah, love it. I have been, uh, I have been looking up to Phil guys since I met him and it's probably going on seven years at this point. 2014. Yeah. I remember when it was a real deal. He knows. Hey, and you know, what's funny about you, David, is, uh, I remember saying to somebody that guy is going to make it. I've got this saying about the people that make omelets are the ones that break the eggs. And you went out and found me. You took yeah. action. You took action and you took action and you took action. And that's the difference. Uh, the analysis paralysis stuns a lot of people and you did not do that. And you just came out. And so I, I knew that about you long ago. I'm not surprised you're still here. Right. Yeah, because I anywhere. saw that in you early on. I'm like, that guy's got anybody, I love, I love this business, man. Yeah. I love it. And I bring you a package. It's, yeah. a great, it's a phenomenal business, right? And and um, what even in your seven years, uh, a good a good example is things change, guys. Uh, if you you know, we used to do the Yellow Pages advertising. That was the phone book twenty years ago. Even I, seven I years ago, that. we were doing it, right? Mm -hmm. And now we don't even do it at all. So people, things change. And if you think I'm only going to be a cold caller the rest of my life, no. The right now, that's you know, the text message blasting, no. Um, yeah, everything's going to is cyclical. This is something that doesn't change. We yeah. are going to need to get into a home at some point if our kids don't take care of us. That's period. right. Yeah. Right. And our spouses. And our, kids, crazy. and our kids are going to be there at some point. And they're in our kids' kids. We, we don't yeah. live forever. Period. That's right. And I'll tell you something about my relationships. I don't know the lifetime value of my relationships yet because I'm still doing deals with those same people right now today. Love that relationship still doing deals. So I don't know. It's it's still growing every month. I don't know. I mean, insanity. A lot. Okay, I got, I got a random question here because we've got about a minute left. I love how, random. How many calories is in a slice of butter cake for you, St. Louis people? Ooey gooey butter cake. How big? How many inches is it? Is it like a three by three? All I know is that was some of the best stuff I've ever had in my life. There's no way that that's healthy. Hey, David, we do a taste of St. Louis on the first night. We feed these people well at my three day. We do Emo's pizza, ooey gooey butter cake, toasted ravioli, and Budweiser beer. Oh man, that's a that's awesome. That's all the belly busters all in one meal, but it's like oh, the amount per serving on that down is 806 calories. Oh, for one serving. One serving, which is probably like a teaspoon. It's, it's, it's probably like that big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still worth it. I mean, oh, it's so decadent. It is amazing. That's awesome. Right. Thanks, guys. Good. Phil, thanks for coming on, guys. Appreciate thanks for it, man. Really good. Wrapping Appreciate up that. another episode of Coffee with Closers Live. Woo. Come back next week. We're here every single week. And next week, we have a special guest coming on. Who's next week, guys? Uh, Max. 